What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with my boy, Nikki. What's up? What's up? What's up, people? <laughs> Good, bro. How's your weekend? How was your weekend? Amazing. Amazing. Saw my daddy. Oh, yeah. Your dad came in. Yeah, my daddy don't come to, to Florida. I think I've lived here for 20 some years. He's come here like, I want to say like five or six times. For real? I thought it would have been more. No. Nah. Like, yeah, it's like a handful of times. Okay. But at least you had a good time with her, with him and family and everything else. No, no, of course. I mean, obviously, but, the, you know, there was the circumstances of him coming here were, were not as joyous. Yeah. But, uh, no, him, you know, him being here was obviously, you know, a great, a great change of pace because, you know, I don't get to see my father all the time. True, true. All right. But, um, yeah, I had a chill weekend. I shot another MMA event. It was fun. People Did got no- Yeah. Wow. Pe- people got knocked out and everything, so it was fun. I had my mask on, kept social distancing from everybody. Dude, it's getting, it's getting crazy out there, man. Oh, yeah. It, just, it's, it always gets me, like, just how it always reminds me because it's like, I mean, because, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, like, we live in a, such a weird society type thing because it's like, you think about 100 years ago or more than that, like, the only thought process people probably had was, I need to live, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, did not matter the kid. They, they just that was the only per, like mental precaution people took. Like, oh, I just need to survive. Yeah. So now I think sometimes we, you know, I I just started thinking about it just because you know there's so many little weird discussions going on with different things that in my head I'm like a hundred years ago nobody would care about none of this stuff. Like, you either you either like do what you have to do to survive or you don't. Yeah, that's true. So, man, but no, I'm I'm. Uh, Luckily, I'm an introvert, so social distancing comes natural to me. <laughs> Second nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wear my I wear my mask even if like ironically. If you even when he takes a shower, he wears his mask. No, I just wear I wear like <laughs> to me to me masks are like big headphones with the gym. It's indicating to the people around you, no, I'm not uh, sociable. Yeah, like no, you stay away. Like <laughs> stay, stay away. <laughs> so it, it works for me. It works. Yeah. <laughs> but that does come into a lot of one of the topics that we're going to discuss yeah. regarding uh, even this new variant that's out and social okay. distancing okay. and um, a lot of states are going into these mandatory uh, requirements for vaccination cards or whatever, like people taking more precautions. Yeah. So one of the things that came in is that this past weekend, and this is a movie that we re- is going to be reviewed for our Thursday episode was Suicide Squad 2. Yeah. And um, as much as it was getting a lot of great praise, like had like a 90, 100 percent tomato, a rotten tomato score. Then it went like the lowest has got down. The last remember was like 96. Mm-hmm. I think it dropped a lo- little bit bef- after that. Yeah. I don't know the exact number, but they've only made about 26 million domestically over the weekend. And that's very small in comparison to like Black Widow Fast and the Furious 9 for opening weekend because a lot of the movies that come out opening weekend um, usually fall off by week two by like 30% in yeah. sales. So that they were saying that a lot of the issues with that was a lot of people um, decided not to go to the movies and instead went to HBO Max, HBO, the whole point HBO of streaming, Max streaming simultaneously. Yeah, which the whole point so, of streaming online was that. So he comes here comes another conversation like that. Mm-hmm. With that being said, being that this movie, a lot of the times pre-pandemic, um, a lot of movies where b- their success was based off of the box office sales, they could be like, oh, uh, this weekend, Titanic or whatever, uh, End- Endgame made $300 million this weekend. Now that we're seeing, and this is a good conversation that comes up, is that does box office numbers really matter at this point? No. For the success of a movie, in terms, in terms, yeah, in terms of the success or how po- not popular, but success of if it's a successful box office, and because I think uh, HBO released that over the weekend, they they had two point five million people watching the movie over the weekend, and these and and on this is on HBO Max standard subscription. No premium access, no additional charges is what you get for your standard mm. subscription. So that's a conversation that comes into play a lot. 
and, and I was thinking about that, and it's kind of true that for this is people are getting, um, even though it's like post-pandemic, but we're still like kind of in, in a whirlwind of whatever's going to come up next. And if there's hopefully not another lockdown or any other precautions that people have to take extra to protect themselves or other businesses protecting themselves from the elements of people just coming in, that um, I feel like the standard of streaming is going to be is going to be dicta- dictating the success of a movie outside of box office. And in that it's also showing because um, since last year, a lot of movies or well, a lot of movies that were nominated for awards were mainly streaming for the majority of their run. And it's switching over to that streaming based streaming platforms are going to get more of a are, are perpetuating a more um, standing in like award ceremonies. Well, OK, so, you know, this as funny as it sounds, this argument is pre pandemic. I don't know if you realize this. This argument is pre pandemic. The reason I say that is because Netflix has been making amazing movies for years yeah. And never getting recognized. And that's to the point that's to the point where Netflix had to literally had to start releasing some of their major movies to the movie theater. Not because they gave a crap about what they made the box office, but only because that was the only way they were gonna be considered for nominations. For nominations. Yeah, they did that for the Irishman that they let it go to theaters for four weeks, three weeks. At least a minimum they have to be in theaters for three at least three weeks to be considered for a nomination for an award. I think it's just this whole situation keeps on going back to what I've said before, where we're no longer allowing movie theaters itself to dictate what's a good movie and what's not. Yeah. Like it used to be, that's it. Like, Oh, well, if you saw it on streaming service, it was a straight to straight to the VOD. Ah, you know, that's, that was already a stigma on its own. Yeah. So it can never be held to the same standard standard as something that went to the movie theater. Even if the one some movies that went to the movie theater just didn't deserve a movie theater release, but they still got it. Yeah. So that's why I'm happy about this because it's starting to show like there is like no, there's the the, the line's blurring already to the point where people start enjoying stuff. Like think about it. Think about uh some of the movies that came out to um to Netflix recently compared to yeah. let's say you came out to the like so Yes, Suicide Squad was amazing, right? I love, you know, we'll get into that later. But then you get into, like, let's say, uh, Gunpot, Gun, Gun, what was it, Gunpowder and Milkshake? Milkshake like Gunpowder. Yeah, yes, that one. And then you have another one called Kate that's coming out. That's Netflix. Hard, good, good looking action movies. Becky was good too. That was on Amazon Prime. And that's what I'm saying. Look at all these movies that are straight to VOD. VOD. That I think now you're gonna start seeing people kind of recognize it like they would any other movie because yeah. it basically that line of oh it going to the theater it not being in theater is is blurring, where it's like Fast and Furious is no longer might not hold the same kind of standard as it did before because all these it's starting to like well it's on the same level as all these other movies yeah right because you of, might have a bigger budget but but that's what I'm saying bigger budget doesn't mean better story yeah but a better you know even better action no it just means that. You know, your explosions, you literally, you instead of graph instead of computer graphics, you're literally probably blowing stuff up. Actual stuff up. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the movie was uh, that I think about that when you say it would be some budget was um, Paranormal. No, it wasn't Paranormal Activity. It was um, Blair Witch Project. It was made with under $30,000 and it made overall like over $180 million worldwide, I think. Well, again, and it was like. That and was all. That was all story based too, though. That was all like. That was all story, and that's what it says. Like now you're when. Oh once, no, no, I mean by story, but like this, like to this day, like I don't think I really figured out or found out that it was a fake till after I watched the movie. Yeah. The day after I watched the movie is when I like saw the, the 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 lost found footage movies. That's that's set off a genre of found footage movies that people were like, oh, it's just do ripping off Blair Witch yeah, Project. But ripping off, and that's one thing I think is what people funny say. It's not a thing about ripping off, dude. It's just somebody came up with a great idea. Yeah. Somebody, unless they do something with it, like if they're just doing it shot for shot, then no, that's stupid. But if they're doing something with it, like some things need to be handheld. Like like uh, Chronicles is a good handheld style movie. Yeah. I think and, it and it's making a sequel. Look at that. They're, they're coming out with a sequel 
They just announced it. They should have came out of the sequel after that a long time ago, though. So this one, so they already announced that it's going to be a female-led Chronicles two. Mm. Um, I don't know. They haven't released the the synopsis of the movie, but I know what they're saying is going to be these girls are gonna, there's going to be three girls and they're going to be in college for this for this movie. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're going to touch base on more what gave them the powers. Give a little backstory to that because it, it was that was one of the best things about that movie Chronicles is that it was the mystery of how, who was what provided that power to them, what gave them that ability to that. So that was a great mystery within the whole movie itself because the whole movie was great on its own. I wonder if it's going to be connected. Like maybe they found the camera, the footage. Yeah. And they reviewed it and then like they went back to where they found that and then that's kind of where they got the same thing. And then that kid's still alive though. Yeah, the, the, one, the last one to survive. Yeah. He could come back. And maybe he comes back and grabs whoever the heroine like is like of the movie and like takes it a trainer or something. Like yeah. Um. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is like there's some movies that fall into certain genres. Now, going back to the original discussion, is um, I just hope that they don't try to demean it. Like that's what I hate about stuff like that. Is like, dude, they're talking about how great the movie is, right? Yeah. Think about this too. They remember Sandra Bullock's movie? Um, the one everybody flipped out about Bird Box. Yes, that was that was huge. People flipped out. People went crazy for that movie. Yeah, and you're telling me that now that movie is not gonna like it doesn't have the same consideration as you know whatever Fast and Furious because it wasn't didn't have a box office number. Yeah, that's the only that's that that's that's what I'm saying. I think that we're they they're gonna have to we they they're gonna reevaluate what what's considered a good movie exactly, and and, and there's gonna be a lot based on. It's gonna be a, it's I feel like it's gonna transfer from t- box office sales to streaming numbers. I think it's gonna slowly transition to yeah, uh like the new Spider Man part five that goes into streaming. But if you think streaming of- weekend, five point eight million people viewed the this movie this weekend instead no, but, of like eighty million dollars or but think about this box office. Think about this. You know how accurate they will be able to figure out how good a movie is if they do that? Because let's say, okay, let's say a movie comes out mm. and um, initially it had a lot of press. Everybody flipped out. Everybody liked it, right? So next thing you know, 30 million people sign up to watch the movie. So they start the movie. 30 million people started the movie. Yeah. But then only like half that viewership finished the movie. Yeah. You can see the drop off. So you can see that although the movie had a lot of press going into it, yeah, which made them watch it, they didn't have. So basically, they know it was a good marketing but bad movie. Yeah, you know, or let's say they and can all, and they can even figure pinpoint exactly where, let's say on average where everybody kind of fell off. Yeah, and they can be like, okay, for the next movie, like, all right, so people didn't like when we did this in the movie. Yeah. So, you know, let's not try to do that in the movie because obviously at that, that point is where people just tuned out. Oh, yeah. No, As opposed to movie course. theaters. They can, movie theaters, once you pay for it to get in, they don't care. And you know what that goes into also mm-hmm. in regards to streaming numbers is um, TV shows. So a lot of um, productions, uh, uh, like TV uh, production companies, they'll be, they have uh, the Nielsen ratings. So this is what Nielsen ratings usually determine. It's such an arbitrary thing, though, if you think so, about it. They used to determine how many people would watch a certain movie over a certain based time. Based on one family. Like, like they, have, they have like, yeah, they had like a... One family would determine the viewership of like a thousand people. Yeah. So they had like a strategic, like if 5%, if they take 5% of the population and randomly select those people to tell us what they watched and how long they watched it, they'll be like, this is your Nielsen, uh, Nielsen rating. Yeah. So with that being said, is that a lot of TV shows that either was on on TV, on live TV that went into streaming. And this is one thing I love about Netflix. It revives shows amazingly. So one of them, I have two of them already. So the first one, I know you already know what I'm going to talk about, Cobra Kai. So Cobra Kai came out, I want to say five years ago. Came out to YouTube though, originally. Came out originally, it was like five years ago, came out on YouTube. Yes. And it did two seasons on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And then after that, they canceled it. They canceled the show. And then within a year, Netflix picked it up. The minute it got onto Netflix, it blew up so much that were more people watching it on Netflix than YouTube mm-hmm. that they ended up getting, they're going into the fourth season now. Yeah, and I heard the, the fourth season, and it blew up a lot. Like, 
People were talking. You would think everybody in the world right now, like, watch, like, because grew up with freaking uh, uh, Karate Kid, which I know it sounds weird to say that, but no, not everybody. Because mm. think about that's that movie's what, 30 years ago? 1984, 80, 87. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it was like 87. So think about 30 year old movie, but then you got like 14 year olds right now flipping out about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, because they brought it to a new. And I love that. I love the idea that they were able to bring. A show, a movie that like we grew up with to the new generation, yeah. like to a new generation to the point where they want to watch the original movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then they watch the show, so it's it's awesome. I love that, and yeah, I know they brought like they, uh, um, fun, Full House, yeah, um, Arrested Development. But um, these are shows that that Arrested Development was on Hulu, Full no, House was on. Yeah. No, no, Arrested Development originally was just it was no, on, it was Netflix. It, well, no. Arrested Development originally, this remember, it was this, a TV show. It was a TV show, but I think it was on like on a, like HBO or something. Okay, I think so. I'm 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 not sure because I watched everything on Netflix. So, um, and then Netflix picked it up. Yeah, the 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 the, the, the series it picked up, and then the series I guess happened so much that Netflix decided to reboot the series yeah. with a continuation. So I think it went to three seasons, and Netflix did four and five. Yeah. And then another one was, uh, it's this is a now this is one's a recent show, it's called Manifest. Ah, uh, yeah, so that was a show that was on so TV. That's, that's amazing. So that's Manifest, the Manifest that everybody's flipping out about wasn't isn't the same one from the TV show on the channel, they brought it back. So it's the same one from the TV show. So they so, brought they, they, so what happened was mm-hmm. the t- it was on TV and then it had it on Hulu because mm-hmm. I think it was through ABC or NBC. Yeah, they it went through Hulu. And I think Netflix picked it up as just like, oh, just it's it's up for 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 grabs because they canceled it. Mm-hmm. And it's on like top. It was like top 10 viewing on Netflix for a bit because people were binge watching. There's like family members calling like Tony, have you seen Manifest? I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm already but I'm already caught up. I already watched it. But, but you're aware. You know what this does, though? This changes. Um, so, it, OK, so it used to be the only way a TV show became profitable. Right. Was if it if it hit 100 episodes, because once it hit oh, up, syndicated. Yes, exactly. Become syndicated. But now that that that's kind of thrown out the door. If you think about it, yeah. because you could do two seasons. And if your show is popular, and you, they just Netflix picks it up and people binge watch it. They you know, those people still get paid for that. Yeah. And then, you know, you no longer have to wait for it to be syndicated because pretty much. You have like a royalty agreement with the show. Exactly. And then you can still get paid because Netflix is still showing you. So you don't necessarily have to get to 100 episodes to, to be to be anything you know, like that. Um, yeah. I think the only thing with syndication is that anybody could pick it up. Unless if it's under 100, I'm assuming that they'll have exclusive exclusivity to the streaming service they're with. You mean the network? The network would be like, like Netflix would be like, I'm picking this up. And I'm the only one that's streaming it. So anybody wants to watch a show. But if I think if it's syndicated, anybody could pick it up. Like it could be on any network mm-hmm. that's willing that has an agreement with it. I'm not sure how it works. I think. Well, no, they're, they're still still because basically they're always going to be. Yeah, once we went, you, once we you went off over, topic, guys. I'm sorry. But yeah, no, no, no. But no, you think about it like um, Supernatural, these different shows. They're still they're still being shown on all these different networks. But I do have. Um, I, I do want to make one additional point. Yes. Because you said Netflix, but Netflix isn't the only one anymore. Oh, no, no, no. Because HBO Max uh, just brought back Gossip Girl. Yes. Well, they kind of, I don't, they, they kind of reimagined it a little bit. They revived more it a yeah. little bit. Is again, it like they, a legacy? Is it, hmm? is it like a legacy show now? What do you mean a legacy? Like anybody, like family, stuff like that? Like when my niece was watching it, um, I think they just kind of took maybe the same school. I'm not exactly sure. But they took the same concept and changed who the Gossip girl is now okay. so i think now it used to be one of the students and this time around it's uh i think the way my, my niece told me is a teacher that is using it to kind of kind of get revenge on students like okay you know stuff like that i don't know so it's it's an interesting twist to it but you know yeah no it's, of still, it's still kind of because we have this peacock paramount plus that are the and you know what's funny that paramount plus is coming strong like with some of the movies and we were like paramount plus is gonna be shit I still, it was, it's not that I feel like it's shit. I just feel like it's. No, no, it's, no that's the thing. I well, just still feel in, it's co- not at the same level. It's not at the same level, but it's it's at a better standing than I thought, than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I that's think what, what they it, need to improve, though, and HBO did the same thing. They need to, they, they did improve it. 
is the app in which they use to stream. Yeah. I think because I, I, it's very clunky. Yeah, that's true. They, it, they just need to improve user interface a little bit more. But overall, I remember when they were saying that they were going to come out, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to spend five bucks. Uh, I'm just, and I've been using it. And I've been happy with it because they have like good movies, decent movies on it. I have Wolf of Wall Street, Quiet Place, Quiet Place 2, which are interesting. It's SpongeBob movie. They have a couple other ones. Mm-hmm. So it was it. They're they're at a better standing than I thought they would be. But ranking it overall, they're not the best, of course. Like if I had to cut it, I would cut it. Now, the only thing is right now, though, I'm at a. Uh, the only one I have been debating for a long time to cut has been Hulu. I've been back and forth on that. And the only reason I haven't cut it is because and at this point, I think I might, it's might be cheaper if I just buy the seasons. Um, and I, I'm a huge fan of American dad and, um, of, um, uh, family guy. Yeah. Which I think that's you. And, 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 um, yeah, that's it. South park. No, South park is on HBO max. Oh shit. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying. And even Rick and Morty HBO max. So, Hulu doesn't really have anything exclusively that I can think of other than that that I that I care for. They have all the other other Fox shows, but that's the thing that Hulu is. I think they're owned by Fox or have exclusive rights to Fox. Who and Hulu? Hulu, yeah, because a lot of the things they have on Fox, which is with Disney, because Fox owns Disney, so a lot of know no, if they're more adult content is going to start transferring over. And honestly, to for like at this point, because of the way things are, like this, I spend. Because I get, because I, one thing I hate commercials, and that's the only thing I don't <laughs> like about Paramount. Paramount put it does it just gives you straight commercials. So, Peacock too, Peacock too. So um, although I think I I one thing Paramount I think Paramount has additional like a higher level service. Yeah. you pay. I don't know if it has commercials or not, but I pay uh, thirteen something for Hulu because I don't want commercials. Yeah. So yeah, but in my head I'm like thirteen dollars a month. I literally can literally own every American Dad and, and and Family Guy and just buy the new seasons. Yeah, buy season pass. You know, go to a pawn shop and just buy them all for fifteen bucks. And buy the season, <laughs> get the season passes. Yeah, but the rest. all right. So next topic. Mm-hmm. We, so um, this is more recently. Well, we talked about it recently. It was the whole Scarlett Johansson and uh, Disney. I mean, Disney going under fire because of the legal ramifications of their agreement. Yeah. And now Disney and Marvel are coming, are going to be kind of under fire or under scope. Uh, not a good one is that the, a recent report released that Marvel pays the comic creators and artists a flat fee of $5,000 when they're using their stories and just a ticket to the premiere. And nothing else. So wait, wait, but wait, so, but okay. So you're talking about the comic book that it's inspired by. Yeah. Like, let's say if you're a comic book creator yeah, and let's say you did a run, a certain run and they use part of your story to do the movie, they'll just give you $5,000 and a ticket to go to the premiere. That's it. You don't get no royalties, like even a, a small, like a fraction of a percentage. So the question is. Okay, so how much does a screenplay a writer gets? Because they don't write the script, but they do the screenplay, I believe, and that's like the original kind of original idea. That's the draft, the, the original draft of the whole full. The whole like, well, it's not necessarily a script, but it's a full like a draft. Yeah, like the first draft. So it's like it was it, the story pitch, the idea yeah. pitch, right? So let's go let's go by that. So the question is now, I think as a screenwriter, as a, as a as somebody writes that, you get a way more money. Yeah. Like, like hundreds of thousands like that, especially if it gets turned into a movie. So that's yeah, that's crap. Five thousand, five thousand artist and comic book creator. So if you like five thousand, five thousand plus <laughs> plus. Don't you keep forgetting about the ticket to the premiere? Why do you just include that too? Ticket to the premiere. <laughs> yes. I'm. Why? I mean, unless you're telling me I can sell that ticket on eBay, that's the sad thing is they probably just get the same amount that they paid me. Probably get five thousand for that too. Like probably, so you were seated. No, I'm just saying it's like <laughs> so five thousand dollars. Yes, and cool. you use my original story and and if the artist like, I'm assuming if they let's say you know how people are like oh the the movie the outfit's comic book accurate. 
So if they use the artist that did the comic book, I like costume, and the, the he only gets paid five thousand plus a ticket to the premiere. I keep. I, I just why do you? Saying, why do you keep on saying <laughs> it? It's it's added bonus, bro. It's added bonus. Why? Yeah. <laughs> do you realize it's, it's five thousand doesn't cover the the cheapest actor you have in there's taxes for what they pay what they get paid for that movie? It's cheap. It's it's fucked up. Just hear what oh, I yeah. said. No, I know it doesn't even cover the cheapest <laughs> actor in the movies taxes on what they got paid in that movie. Yes, five thousand dollars. So I know the costume, <laughs> the costume they created but based on forget. their inspiration cost more than five thousand dollars. But don't forget a ticket to the premiere. You know what's funny? <laughs> this reminds this is this kind of this is off topic weird story, but I did this this is when I knew I was charging too little to do wedding photography. Yeah. Right? I went to a wedding and I was I was I was just starting out, I was trying to be nice. So I think I charged a couple like five hundred dollars, right? Yeah. All right, cool. I got to the ceremony, and the mind you, the location alone was a couple thousand dollars. But, you know, I'm not hating. That's fine. Yeah. So I, uh, I was looking at this ice sculpture they got that was actually uh, like um, a shot thing. Like, it's a beautiful ice sculpture. Like a waterfall shot? Yeah, like you pour a shot on one thing, okay. and it pours on the other side. But mind you, it looks like a, like a beautiful decorative butterfly, but apparently you can also take shots from it, which are interesting. It's like a... Swan and it just uh, comes yeah, you can take there. shots from its butthole. Yeah, I don't that's know. what I was thinking. Yeah, so it tracks down. Anyways, <laughs> so I'm over here. I'm like, and then I was like, oh, that's so cool. You know, whatever. That's a beautiful ice sculpture. Oh, how much it cost you? Oh, it cost us five hundred. Like, wait, hold on. <laughs> Let me do the math here. So I'm taking pictures that you gonna hold on for the rest of your life to remember the, the special day in your life. And then you you did that thing that's gonna last you about twenty hours from to right now. And we're about the same price. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm you know, like, you just did the math. They're like, yeah, I'm not charging enough for this. Like, yeah. But that's exactly that. So you're telling me that, oh, it's so cool when, you know, people get so much credit for oh, yeah. and, using oh, my images, using the images that I draw for they this. They also get a credit in the, at, at the end credits. No, so no, no, what I'm saying, credit. but like, think about it. So, you know, by the nerd credibility, they get all this credit when they can re- make a scene from the actual comic book that everybody flipped out about like oh man that looks identical to the comic book and yet the person who got who did the inspirational that inspired that idea got five thousand dollars for the entire work of his of his life that's um i feel like they get paid more at comic-con than that no they do (laughs) like really uh, yeah so, because uh, a lot of this was, and that's the thing that they 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 haven't com- uh, Disney or uh, Mar and Marvel haven't came out and commented on that, but that's what the reports are seeing. And the thing is, there were several people that confirmed it. A lot of artists and comic book creators haven't released the names that confirmed that's what they're getting paid for whatever movie they release that has their their story in it. And this was. And this was coming back to Scarlett Johansson is that this might ensue a lawsuit or some type of going back and renegotiating that they get a little bit of a, a more of percentage or something more than $5,000 because you're making like, let's say the person that imagine this, just take it into the consideration. The person that inspired the screenwriter to do Endgame, Right. Only got five thousand dollars. Endgame made billion dollars. That was a billion dollar grossing movie. So out of the billion dollars, this guy, the guy that inspired or used the using their story as a reference to make the movie, only gets five thousand dollars for that. But here's the thing about it that people it's just they it, might it, do over it, several it, stories overlapping. No, 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 but no, but look at this. This is the part that gets me. This is the part that gets me for real. If you when you hear people talk about these things. It's yes, fine. You want to give Marvel, uh, the the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe, the credibility for what they created. Yes, it's great, but it's though if anything, just the titles alone are what draw people in like that. Like, yeah, pretty much people will probably go for anything. But when you started saying they're gonna do Endgame, or I mean, sorry, they're gonna do you know like you know Infinity War, Civil War, these different things that are basically mimicked titles from like famous comic books yeah 
are you kidding me? Like, and like, so basically you are, you're one of the strongest selling point that you have that got so many people to watch this movie. Like not just, don't get me wrong. Based you, built off based, you built up a lot of credibility on money in other ways. Yes. Based on, based on title alone. But that's what I'm saying. Title alone, your credibility for this movie just jumped up significant, significantly. Yeah. Like, a, like ridiculous. Like, you know, like you could, you can't, you wouldn't have made nowhere near as much money as you made if you would have called it something else. Yeah. Think about that. If you would have, I mean, I, as good as a movie is, as much as they built it like that, if it used a different title, it, I, it probably wouldn't have made as, as nearly as much. Would it make a lot? Yes. Nowhere near as much as it, what it made. Any of it, Civil War, any of these things, because you're using titles and ideas of, of, of artists and different things like the, the inspiration of it. So it's weird that they didn't get compensated at least as much as writers do. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I'm hoping people that like Adam Rice or these people when they when they get these movies made based on their their ideas, they get, they get a percentage. Shoot. I, I mean, you think about freaking uh, um, Stephen King. Some of his movies are based on short stories. They're not even based on actual books. Yeah. They're based on little short stories that he writes. And they write inside. They, uh, I think it was one called. It wasn't a good movie, but it was a whole movie made. Um, the one about the cats. Can't remember what those were. Like the you remember that one? It was a weird movie, like where these people were like half cat, half people. Nope. Don't they were that. mother and son, and they slept together. It was weird. Loved it. Weird. Wait, what? Yes. The fuck? You heard right. me right. <laughs> <laughs> like it was a movie like that. Stephen King probably denies ever happened, but it was inspired based on one of his short stories. Okay. So, anyways, continue story. Yeah, it's sorry. It's it's just. But honestly, it's going to be funny because for, for someone like Scarlett Johansson, who she probably just like, and I love how things start like that. She probably just like, well, you know, I saw an opportunity and I have a good argument to try to sue so I can make some additional money or at least to compensate for what I believed I was going to make. But then that opened the door to so many other things where yeah. like, hold on, like to the point where her story is now not even relevant. Yeah, where it's like in comparison to. Wait, wait, hold on! You made your million dollars. What is this? Like, yeah, <laughs> the fuck is happening here? Yeah, so, and I love that. I love stuff like that because it's almost like, you know, all oh, the stories, whatever. You know, like, and then like, wait a minute, what's that? <laughs> like, now the company's like, uh oh, uh, yeah, damn it, yes, yeah. But it's, it's like I said, all this is going to restructure, change, and now we're going to get into a different realm, like. You think about it, honestly, it's going to be funny if uh, if if I were like these streaming companies, I would try to uh, embed myself more with um, TVs, TV company. Like, uh, however, you can see additional money be made. Like, like think about it. Like HBO Max, be like, listen, we'll you can get HBO Max on almost any app, but like to get all the exclusive stuff, like additional stuff, we will only allow it to be viewed off of uh, Sony TVs or. <laughs> You know, or VCO oh my TVs. god! So, uh, <laughs> no, but the, the, the thing with that would be cool mm-hmm. or interesting is that a lot of people that watch YouTube, mm-hmm. this is based off of YouTube. It's like a large amount watching on mobile. So if the streaming service would be like, "Yo, you know what? We'll do exclusive rights, but only people that have iPhones could watch this movie or could watch this TV show, yeah. or Android, or yeah, I mean, or like or even go to the console, be like, whoever has a PS streaming through a PS Five." I just think it's, it's going to get to the point where streaming services are not going to be the standardization of it. Like where it's like whatever, like let's say HBO Max gets everybody credibility and has enough people. Because you said a couple million people watched this sh- movie this weekend, right? But think about uh, yeah. um, Suicide Squad. Yeah. But think about how many people were relieved that it even came out like that to the point where it's like, you know something? I love this service. I'm going to continue only doing this. And it's like. Now they got like all these brand new users who are just going to stick with it because they, you know, for whatever reason, they just didn't want to go to the theater. And now they, they knew that they could watch it this way. And they felt so like, it's almost like you build once a customer trusts what you did for them. Yeah. And, you know, in this case, they got them to allow them to watch this movie and they didn't have to charge them anything extra that they start prioritizing that app over. Yeah. They start building brand loyalty. Exactly. That people will be like, you know what? I'm going to be more loyal. Like how you were having issues that like you were talking with Hulu. Yeah. Like your brand loyalty with Hulu is coming up because at the point is like, is the value of what they're charging mean different or 
it, it does it balance out the shows I watch if I could buy them on DVD or try to buy them on a digital base and have them on a hard drive and I could watch them all the time? Is it if it's if it's within over time, if it's going to cost me 13 bucks a month within a year, that's what almost a little bit over one hundred and thirty dollars. And if I, I could buy if, if I could buy all the seasons that I want with all the shows I repeatedly mm-hmm. watch on Hulu for one hundred and thirty. I'm saving myself all the other additional years after that for keeping it. And that's what it is. And that's what HBO does is doing uh, Paramount's doing with releasing a lot of exclusive movies. Uh, Disney is doing right now, but they right now they're just on this thing with premium um, access uh, upcharge based on the popularity of what the movie would be. But you know, even Disney is not really out. It's not really bad for that because it's almost like, they're still coming out with these big movies and they're allowing people to be able to watch it from home. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll be honest, like I said, for me, people joke like, Oh, you pay. Cause I, I pay for every single, so far I paid for every single movie that Disney has offered in that premiere thing. Yeah. And I'm jungle cruise, whatever. I'm going to pay for that too. And it's for a double thing because I love watching movies from home and I want to continue it. So, that's fine. Like I said, either one of these networks, HBO Max has is, is been the one that it's like people are comfortable enough to be like, man, I get to watch it. You know, yeah. like they got to watch uh, a Space Jam. They got to watch all these different things. Think about it. Think about Godzilla. Like, you know, to the point where nobody realized it was only good for like, I think it was like only good for a month. Yeah, for 28 days. I think it was like nobody, like my sister the other day was watching, I told you, was asking about uh, watching um, In the Heights. Like you lost I didn't out. even realize it was only like it's on VOD now. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh. So now, the question has become is like, did you watch it? Did you like it so much that you're gonna pay for the VOD, or are you even gonna go to the theater to watch it just to, or see even it? wait it out to see if it comes back yeah. to HBO Max? But that's the thing. But you at least got to initially enjoy it. Yes, yes, yes. All right, mm. final two topics. So we're both '80s babies, and uh, these are two. Uh, adaptations that are coming to fruition. Fruition. So the first one uh, is one of our favorite movies, Back to the Future. Wait, what? Yes. So Back to the Future is getting a retold story through, uh, it's going to be a manga adaptation in Japan for Back to the Future. They're keeping... The they're keeping the dialogue and story more kid friendly, so they're gonna. I think they're gonna go closely to what the movies was. Um, and I was reading about it, and and a lot of the discussion was that in the when the movie came out, it came out in the eighties. So what they did is they, if you saw the original, they go back to the fifties where Marty McFly's goes get Doc Brown to fix the DeLorean and go back to the future. So a lot of the in that movie was references either fifties or eighties themes moments that people would would be able to reference and understand Mm -hmm. so a lot of this the this conversation was going on is that if they make it now because they're they're gonna attract the younger crowd like early teens to mid-teens to read the manga how they're gonna interpret a 80s themed nostalgic conversation like how they're gonna be able to reference or relate to it so they might change it that it's more modern day but still keep the the uh, the essence of of what Back to the Future was. Well, it, I mean, it could it could be. Modern they did release day a cover, and, and it looks dope as fuck. And I want a t shirt out of it. Well, I was gonna say they could keep it more modern day, where it's let's say modern day today, and they go back to the eighties. Yeah. So so that's gonna be that's gonna be it's gonna be released in mid August in Japan. Mm-hmm. They haven't set, uh, set a release date. What's gonna end the U S. But I know I'm gonna buy the first issue once it comes hits hits. No, I, I, it sounds like, in my head. I'm like when you said that we're gonna reboot or whatever, retell the story of um, Back to the Future. I'm like, oh, that's not gonna work. But then you said manga, and I was like, oh, you know, anything animated is gonna work because the reason I say that is because I think about some movies from the '80s and '90s. Yeah, don't work now. Like if you try to remake it right now, it will not. Because think about this. I love Back to the Future. I'm not knocking Back to the Future in any kind of way. I really not. But if you were to try to sell a story today about a young teenage boy who has a very intense, weird relationship with, uh, like, what looked like a 60-year-old man and that apparently has has dealings with, you know, terrorist groups, it yeah. would play badly. Like, I just, 
Like, in my head, I'm like, it might not come off the same way. Like, in the 80s, it was like, cool, whatever, it's a movie. But now, it's just like, people are going to look at that. Like, if it's told right, maybe it could be, it could be fleshed out more and more comedic in action. I just think but that, I think, and this is one thing I love about what I, I'm happy about Back to the Future, not only because it's making a manga, because yeah. it's, it's, it's hitting a different time, because it's current, and a whole new um, audience, which is a foreign audience that was, didn't grow up with it initially. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I'm happy about is that it was one of the few movies that survived reboots and remakes. Along with the Goonies. Well, I mean, that probably goes to whoever... Whoever holds the rights to it. Exactly. Because you can't tell me that nobody... Because tra- they, they they did the hell out of the Lost Boys. Even though I never got to watch the... Uh, the sequel? I never got to watch whatever they did again. But I know that they did. And I got to watch it just to, just to say I watched it. They made uh, a sequel. I know that. Was it a sequel or reboot? It was a sequel. Yeah. Because um, Corey, Corey Feldman's character was in the movie. Well, he's the only one kind of left, I think. I mean, not I mean, not left, but the only one that would do it. Froggy, whatever it was, his name was, or Toad. Yeah, like he was the only one that would do it. Because so he came like, back and he was older. So that that initially tells me that was a, uh, it's a sequel than the remake. Okay, you're right. Um, yeah. But think about it. Who, like, would uh, uh, this guy, the guy from 24, wouldn't do it? Kiefer Sutherland? I don't think he would. That's what I'm saying. And now the other actors, I mean, they... But Yeah, and then another thing that either, either they get rebooted... What was it I read? It was either they get rebooted, remade, or legacy. And one of them that's doing the legacy movie is Ghostbusters. Mm. That they, they're with Paul Rudd. Which I, I refuse to watch the second trailer, but I know people are flipping out about it. Same here. And I love... I see, I like that. I like, And I've said this before. I like... If you're going to make a movie referenced by another movie that was classic, don't try to re- do a reboot. Unless you want to tell the story a little differently or something interesting, but just to do a reboot for the sake of reboot, this point is pointless. But I do like this. I like Legacy. the fact that they they took the time. They decided, okay, okay, like you know, let's let's not try to reboot or let's not even try to bring everybody back, but let's see what happens in that world if A B and C happens. Yeah. yeah, like which that's exactly what this was. They they yeah. just took the same the same original story structure and be like. Let's give it a different platform, a different way. Okay, so what happens? Because it's true. If you think, I've never considered, I mean, I've never considered to make a movie from it, but it's true if you think about it. They never destroyed anything. Yeah. They never destroyed any ghosts. All they've ever done was Containment. contain them. So, but the question is, like anything else, what happens after they pass away? Who's going to continue the containment process? Because... Once those things get released, that's going to be a self like one location of all the worst ghosts ever. Yeah. I love this story. Like, I love this idea. I mean, I want to see who the who the hero is going to end up being in a sense. But it kind of did, does look like kind of a Stranger Things vibe to it. Vibe yeah. to it, yeah. But, so the next one is Tim Burton is working with Netflix. And I know we mentioned it, mm. that they're doing Wednesday, Wednesday Adams TV show. We're called Wednesday, which she's going to be a lot, a uh, bit older. I think she's going to be in college at this point or senior in high college? school, either, either early years in college or like senior year in high school. Like she's going to, she's not going to, because most of the time. So they're doing the Adams family or doing Wednesday. It's going to be Wednesday. It's going to be focused on Wednesday. I think it's going to be high school because mm-hmm. it's going to be focused around her either going, transferring to a new school or something. I know she's going to be younger, but not. Like too old, so they did a release the cast of who's going to be Gomez, Adams, and Morticia. And at first, when they released Gomez, I'm like, I don't know. I had to really like sink did into you see it. I, I don't know if that was a joke or not. I sent you something saying that. You tell me who who is it. So for the for the Gomez is uh, Louis uh, Louis Gomez uh, Louis uh, Guzman. Okay, Louis, I thought that was a joke. No, it's real. You know, it's so funny because I, I sent you that and I because the reason that the, I got that information and it wasn't from like a regular news outlet it was because um, he's from my neighborhood in New York. Yeah. Lori so, uh, yeah. So I follow uh, like a Facebook app or just anything in my neighborhood in New York. And they posted it saying, hey, one of our own got this role or whatever. So it's Louis Guzman. Um, yeah. I don't know. Like, it's so weird. Like, 
I love Lewis. I love him. He's hilarious. He's awesome. But I'm ahead. I'm like, I just don't see it. And then what was the? I just saw today, but I don't know if it's true. Yep, Catherine Zeta Jones will be playing Morticia. Damn, but they're a lot older. Like, so that's what I'm saying. They're gonna be older, a little bit older. Like, if, if she, like if she, I wish at this point I thought it was gonna. It, it would make more sense if it was, if it was literally um, the girl who played the girl original girl who played Wednesday Adams playing her as an adult, because that would make sense. Those are her parents' yeah. ages, whatever. But to say that she's going to college, like, nah, like I don't know. Like I don't know if it's college or high school. I know, like, I know, you know what I mean. Like they literally can bring back. What was uh, her name? Um, uh, I'm not blanking on her name. She was one of my Rachel something. No, um, she was literally one of my crushes growing up. <laughs> um, but so, yeah. So yeah, so that that's who they have for that, that was for real. I didn't think that was yeah. That oh. is for real. Well, you okay? So have you ever seen the cartoon version of it? Yeah. I mean, it, he Christina does, Ritchie. Yeah, Christina Ritchie. He does fit the mold of the cartoon version. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I feel like they're, they... They're going based on the cartoon? They're going a little bit loosely based on the cartoon? Yeah, he was a thick dude. Like yeah, a, he was He was a, bit, a little bit bigger. Yeah, so, so... So, yeah, so I feel like that they... they maybe They're not they, going based on the movies that we remember. They're going based on the, part of the, the comics the, and the, 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 the cartoon. The movie that came out in 2019. Which is funny because I think I've said this before. The Oscar, person, Oscar Isaac, was, Oscar Isaac is the voice. And I think he would have been perfect as the character, but maybe he, they didn't want. Him, maybe he was like too, too like movie star quality. They they wanted somebody who's going to be a little bit more morbid. And I th- that plus I think Luis Guzman's like comedic chops or timing or the his way energy he, too. Oh, like, it's amazing! It's me. Ama- I love him. There was this movie that he came out was called Puerto Ricans in Paris. <laughs> yeah, that know. shit was hilarious. <laughs> if you guys haven't watched it, I think I don't know if it's still on Netflix. Like, that's when I watched it. It's called Puerto Ricans in Paris. Wait, him and a, his uh, uh, partner, his cop partner, go and take their wives to Paris for a week, and they end up trying to solve a crime. It was the funniest shit ever. And I loved it. And when I was like, oh, I told my wife, I was like, babe, guess who's going to be uh, Gomez? She was like, who? I'm like, Luis Guzman. She was like, she's trying to figure it out. And I showed her a picture. She was like, she was like hell yes. You showed her that cartoon picture? No, no. I showed him the his picture. His picture. Oh, she didn't know who Luis Guzman was? No, she was trying to, I'm like, Puerto Ricans in Paris. And she was like, uh, bringing Benjamins. And she was like, she was I'm like, kind of selling myself on it just because now I'm thinking to myself, because you remember, okay, so one thing I remember about the, the original Gomez Adams um, I forgot his actor, his actor's name, but he was he passed away. I know that Raúl, uh, Raúl, 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 uh, um, something like that. But he had a ridiculous energy. He had this super like crazy energy, and as much as I like Oscar Isaac, I can't see him kind of matching that energy, especially in person. But I can kind of see now. I can think about it. And I can see Raúl Raul Julia. Raúl Julia, yeah. Like he had this crazy energy when he would play the role. Yeah. Um. Very over dramatic at times, like just loud. Yes, and, yeah, like we dance. Like I can yeah. see, and I can and actually, yeah, I can see with a I, super I, thick Dominican accent, like I can a Puerto see Rican Luis, accent. Yeah, Luis Guzman doing that for real. <laughs> now that I think, I'm thinking about like uh, waiting and like uh, all these movies that I remember him from, or uh, my favorite of all time, uh, uh, Pluto Nash. Oh. <laughs> So yeah, you know, I'm saying some now. The only thing about Catherine Zeta Jones, I'm thinking she's so sultry. I love it. She is so I don't know, but she is she like I don't know, like she dark sultry though. Yeah, she could be dark sultry. Think so? Yes. Oh yes. I'm just thinking to myself the one the girl the lady from uh, um the sequel to 300 or uh, what's her name uh. She was in the sequel of 300. She was in that one movie with uh, with uh, um, Johnny Depp where Johnny Depp was a vampire. It was a literally a remake of a, of a TV show, Dark Shadows or something like that. Oh, okay. Um, I can't remember the lady's name, but she is just pure darkness. And, like, I love her to death for it. Yeah, no. I, Catherine Jones can. You think so she, again, she yeah. could do it? She she could okay. I give you. The, I, I I think because I th- you know what it you know what I, I although I haven't seen her in something in a minute so yeah we haven't seen her the last thing she came out with was if I'm not mistaken 
The Legend of Zoro, 2005. Oh, no. Wow, dude. No, no. <laughs> That's Sorry. how she started out. Like, <laughs> No, she came out in the movie, a movie called Woo! Titanic in what? 86. 2013, she came out with the movie Red 2. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember that one. She was, she was also in another movie called Cocaine Godmother, 2017. Cocaine Godmother? Yeah. Wow. Daddy's Army, 2016. You know what I mean? So she, she's been in a, a bunch of movies, but I feel... You know what it is? Is because she's very she's uh she has that exotic, sultry, Hispanic look. Like very like she captured your attention when she walks into a room. But then you have Luis Guzman to feed off of that, to bounce off that energy, then I think there'll be a dynamic duo. But I'm sorry. It. I I will okay, I'll give uh Luis Guzman. I give no, no, I already gave Luis Guzman the class. I'm ready to see what that happens. <laughs> um but I still I'm still going to advocate, I, and I'm going to give Catherine Zeta-Jones all the credit in the world. I want to see what she brings. But she's not going to be as dark and sultry as um, Eva Green would have been. No. Catherine this takes, is goth Catherine. beauty at its best, man. No, Catherine takes it on us. Goth beauty? No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not talking about beauty, whatever. No, this is, no you, dude, this is, this is the kind of woman that just, yo, she looked like she's going to cut you and you're okay with it. <laughs> that's that. That's the kind of beauty that woman is. Like that's that goth beauty that she got. Oh man. So yeah, let's see. Let's see what comes out. I think it comes out next year. I think okay. they're just casting, and I think it comes out end of next I year. I just hope it's because uh, you know Louis Guzman has made all these little movies throughout the years, and I would always wanted to him like kind of like the the closest thing he got was Puerto Ricans in Paris. Yeah. But I would love for this to be like a huge success because Puerto Rican Paris is like not a huge success like that, but. This would be awesome if he, he was a frontline person. He, this is one of his frontline. Yeah, Puerto Ricans was one of his frontline movies. I know, but it didn't. You know, it didn't get the. the it didn't. There's the, no the way traction. It no, that it like, should have. Half the people probably I would ask that question probably might have even known about it. Yeah. I don't know. Watched it. So no, I, f- I would love to see him be the frontline in this movie, and because he's a class, he's a he's a person you know, but you don't that you can't say that this was his movie. He's, so this is going to be his he, movie, and he's a frontline person. It's a show. It's a show. Oh, there you go. But I, I just don't want him to, like, kind of own that. Yeah. And that's what it, and, and he's, like, one of those actors. What I love about him is that he's one of the actors that he's been in so many movies, but you remember his face. I'm like, he's funny as fuck. But no, he, You remember him in every scene. You remember yeah. him in all this stuff, but, like, but he's not his movie. It's not yeah. like he's always, a, like, a fourth to fifth character, but he always makes a presence. Yeah. He always, he, he leaves a mark. Yeah, exactly. Time. All right, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at from my mom's garage or hit us with an email at fmmg.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, topics you want us to discuss, or things we can do to improve your listening pleasures. As always, tell a friend, send a friend, or bring a friend. Later. (laughs) 